0: Today's episode of The Champs is brought to you by Audible. Please visit audiblepodcast.com slash thechamps for your free audiobook download. In fact, let me keep talking about it. Audiblepodcast.com slash thechamps. You can go and you get a free book, my friend. Um, some of my favorite audiobooks of all time are on there. Uh, for instance, Christopher Hitchens' God is Not Great. Uh, It's a book about atheism read by the author himself, Chris Hitchens, who died about a year ago. Just a hilariously good writer, but also his voice is so smug and British and colonial. Um, It's sort of marvelous to hear. That's one of my favorites. Another one of my favorites, I'm sorry to say, is a book called The Mystery Method, which is basically a how-to-pick-up-women guide the book, The Game, is based on the writer of this. Mystery is his name because he's super cool. Uh, embarrassing. That book is embarrassing. That book is um, pitiful, and that book is also effective and wildly entertaining. That's, of course, The Mystery Method. You can get that on tape. And then, guess, last but not least, you know who else has a book on tape? One of the champs himself, Mr. Moshe Kasher. Kasher in the Rise up there. So, uh, if you want to read Moshe's book but you're too lazy and or don't want to spend the money, go to audiblepodcast.com/thechamps, go get yourself a free audiobook, my friend. It's on us. Just open an account and uh, and you'll you'll get free audiobooks. They have 80,000 books, so you can you'll find something. It's not all, I mean, they have tons of like pulpy stuff, like the mystery method and you know, it's not all Dickens. In fact, it's mostly not Dickens. Um, all right. So enjoy the episode. I'll uh, see you on the streets.
1: Hi, Doug speaking. And I'm going to send it to Neil. <laughs>
2: <laughs> hey, Neil it's Moshe you. Kasher, and I'm flipping it on over to Neil. Fuck, guys.
1: You're on Neil. Uh, Neil. Three, uh, fuck, I don't know what you want to say.
2: one,
0: uh, Neil. Hey, yeah, this is Neil. We, me and Moshe have been separately promoting our Toronto Just for Laughs date when, in truth, we should be doing it together because if you buy one pass... For the JFL, you can see like eight shows, two of which are me and Moshe. And then yeah. you can also see Louis C.K. if you pay 99 bucks. That's in Toronto over the
2: weekends of the 22nd. Tor- so you're going to get and to the 28th.
0: Louis C.K., me, and
2: Moshe for 99 bucks. So you're, a fucking, you're an idiot if you don't go. Quite frankly. And uh, Doug, you got any dates?
1: Um, Australia at the end of the month and the beginning of October with Tim and Eric. Also going to be DJing out there and in New Zealand. Hey,
2: super so look cool. Up.
1: Follow me on Twitter at Doug Pound with two Gs.
2: And as always, watch The New Normal on NBC. It's uh, going to be really great. Now you're fucking with the champs. Holy shit! It's another episode of the uh, Champs, ladies and gentlemen. Coming to you live from Hollywood, California. So exciting to be here! Such a wonderful episode we have in store for you, Neil. It's a good friend of yours. You want to introduce? It him? It Sure
0: is. This is a guy who uh, Rusty's rolling his eyes. A good friend um, because we haven't <laughs> hey, seen each other he, forever. You in years. Neil, Neil has, has heavy acquaintances. No, no, no. But we, you, you and I know each other, Rusty. That's the, the we. The, we do know. Yeah, you know. we know each other. That's from, that's real. Other. That's fair, um, Rusty. Kind of is a guy who you go, I why do I know that name? I'll tell you why. He uh, directed, wrote and directed a movie called Fear of a Black Hat. Love it. Considered a hip-hop classic. Much, much thanks. Yeah. And he also wrote and directed a movie called Tales from the Hood, which is a kind of the only, I'm not going to say it's the only black horror movie ever. No,
3: it's not. No, no, no. no but, it's for a, sure. but,
0: but it's definitely the probably the best one. That's probably and true. certainly the <laughs> highest budget one.
3: That, that's probably true too.
2: People
0: yes. under the stairs. Was Is that, that a black movie?
2: No. Do you feel like that was a black one?
3: Uh, I don't know if I would. Yeah, but sort of. Was it,
0: were there a lot? of Was it predominantly black cast? There were Negroes in it?
2: <laughs> well, there's always one, right? <laughs> <laughs> he gets done up at the beginning.
3: Yeah, I, I don't know that I call that like a black movie.
1: What about Candyman?
3: Candyman, no, not, not quite, though. It had Casey Lemons and uh, what's his name? Uh,
1: oh, you want Tony no Tom, white
2: people at you? all Stop, to qualify.
3: Yeah, well, I mean, because it was really, what's-her-name's story? It was the white girl's story.
2: Uh-huh, That's, uh-huh.
3: It, she had the arc.
2: Right. You had a, all the white class. people in, your,
0: in Tales from the Hood were pure evil.
3: No, actually, uh, let me think. Uh, well, yeah, Corbin sort of, Burnson. Sort of, but Corbin Burnson came to me years later. I saw him on a set, and he thanked me for giving him a black following. Oh, that's yes. awesome! And
0: in the yes. in the ter- in the movie, he referred to nigglets. Yes,
1: <laughs>
3: so it Thank was you. the little dolls, and he called them nigglets, and 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 uh, because he was funny, people liked him. Despite the fact, am I good? Oh, okay, you want me closer. Like, I have to fucking suck this mic. Yeah. Man. Or hold right. it. No, I don't want to do that. Um, so he, uh, but, but because he was kind of humorous, a lot of people liked his character, even though his character was evil. And um, on the flip side, Wings Hauser, who was a racist uh, cop in the thing, uh, people just hate it.
2: Oh, he would have people come up to him in the street?
3: <laughs> and, and people on the set. Black people on the set hated him, and I'd go. He was—he's acting. And they'd say, <laughs> too good, motherfucker. I don't think he is. <laughs> no, I know. Like, yeah, that's no, really like, funny. No, 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 he's not acting. He, he what had about much
2: fun doing that? What about Blackula?
3: Black. You know, I don't know what the budget is or, or was on Blackula, but
2: yeah, I'm gonna say I would say—I would say high. that. Oh no, I was just saying we were discussing a true black. Well, I, yeah, horror movie. I
3: guess that's a black horror film. I—I would just say that the difference I would see in that is Blackula was definitely total camp. Yeah. I don't know if it was ever scary. It's just Also,
0: Blackula was written by a white guy. Because oh, I, I, know, I know seem, the guy who wrote seems it. <laughs> <laughs> I, knowing
2: nothing about it, I would say it <laughs> seems like it was written by a white
0: guy. Oh. All right, so that's two things. Then you, uh, you directed Chappelle's show. We'll get into that. And also you directed Human Giant. We'll get into that a little bit if there's time. Now, yeah. the, the, the reason one of the reasons you're here is because you're black. So congratulations. Yeah. I um, yeah. And one of the other reasons is because you have some of my favorite stories. You may uh, not even realize that I probably don't. The 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 um, the stories what? that I often tell. Uh-huh. Uh huh. Two of which, uh, actually, we've got a vacuumer. We're going to deal with it. Um, one of the stories is about you were you started doing stand up in what year? Oh Jesus Christ! I don't know.
3: Uh, I started 70. doing I like seventy something because I started doing stand up right out of high school in Pittsburgh. In Pittsburgh, yeah. Um with Dennis Miller and all those guys. Right. Okay.
0: So you have you you've uh, told me about um Dennis Miller's act. Yeah. And I want to wait for Moshe. You've told me about you told me about You've told me about Dennis wait. Miller's <laughs> You told wait. me you've told me about Dennis Miller's act. Uh please tell the listeners How Dennis Miller, what his stand-up was like.
3: Dennis Miller was... It is uh, in the late 70s. Yeah, this is the late 70s. Dennis Miller was a prop comic. (laughs) <laughs> Dennis Miller did... Uh, now he's just a puppet, right? <laughs> right puppet of oh, the right. Uh, he was a prop comic, and he would do song parodies. Um, <laughs> his his closer being... His closer being taking a 45, for those of you who know what a 45 is. It's, it's an old record. record. With a big hole in the middle. And he would stick it over his lips, so his lips protruded through the hole and sing... Uh, uh, who's who was that? Carol Burnett. I'm so glad we had this time together, just to have a laugh or sing a song. That he would sing that through the whole of the 45. That was his close. More importantly, would he not put something on his head? Oh, he, well, he put all kind of shit on his head. I'm, I'm trying to remember now exactly. I, I can't even he would, remember
0: what you've told me was yeah. he would put a box. Of Ritz crackers? Oh, no. That,
3: well, that was in the middle of the That wasn't the close. That was one of his bits, putting on the Ritz. He would sing putting on the Ritz <laughs> and put a Ritz cracker box on his head. He also had a, very long, uh, a very long song parody of Copacabana that he would perform.
2: <laughs> oh, man.
3: And he came up on stage with, uh, with uh, what do you call them? Uh, shopping bags. Paper hey. shopping bags Just filled, filled with, with props. Prop. Hey.
1: Fuck. God, that's unbelievable. Well, you, anyway, everyone's got to start somewhere. No one was great. Right yeah, but you don't yeah. have to start with... Yeah. Well,
3: with he, he was funny. now no, no, no i sure he was funny. He, he, he was funny, and he became a, a, uh, quite the celebrity at the club that was called the Portfolio in Oakland, which is now a subway. I I'm think. Th- Oakland, subway California? No, no. Oakland, Pennsylvania, Pittsburgh, which I'm is not out there right where... There. Uh, yeah, Oakland, bitch. Right. Yeah, out where the uh, university is. Uh, university of Pittsburgh and Carnegie Mellon. Uh, right there on Craig Street, it was uh, it was a uh, club called the Portfolio that actually started out. When I first got there, it was all folk singers and people doing spoken word. Oh wow! Which was like real spoken word because it was seventies. Uh-huh. So it was. You know, so
0: they were doing it unironically. they yeah, were stabbing yeah, their fingers still, and they meant it. Yeah, they meant it. It wasn't like today. And then, all right. So then you moved. You where did so you started it out in high school and then you moved.
3: Uh, I I went. Uh, First went to New Orleans, to Loyola University, and then came out to USC. Uh, and I, I was doing science up right. while I was doing that. Byron Allen was in my physics class at the time.
2: Um Byron he was Allen. in your physics class? Yeah, we were Did he ever turn to you and say, now, uh, Rusty, you know some things about physics. Is that true? And, you would, <laughs> and then you would do a terrible uh, bit yeah. about yeah, physics? That's, his, about that's physics. every bit on Byron Allen Comics. Now, Neil... I heard you have some black friends. Is that true? The most contrived TV show. It's ever. really
0: horrendous. <laughs> it makes you. It makes me embarrassed to be a comedian. A hundred percent. There was
2: a great one where he goes. I don't remember who it was, but he's like, "Now, so and so, you can't trust no female." Is that true? <laughs> 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 I mean, did he actually? That's verbatim. It was, it was something that. I think so. Yeah. You now, think this would just be trifle? Yeah. <laughs> back comics unleashed. Now, ladies gone wild. I well, got everything over there. Yeah,
0: don't he you? really has everything. <laughs>
2: Um, now you don't hate the player, you hate the game. Is it? Wait, which, is that true? Wait, no, is that you? <laughs>
0: um, all right, Rusty. The other story of yours that I tell all the time is um, that you, with the time you left your bag in uh, editing mm-hmm. at Chappelle's show, oh. uh, and I'd like you to tell the story without using any names. Without uh, using any
3: names. Well, okay, <laughs> I left my bag. <laughs> In the editing room, uh, in the Chappelle Show editing suites, which were right, right beneath the production, the uh, where you guys were, the producers and all that stuff. Man.
0: That makes it sound like glamorous. Yeah, it yeah. was. We used stolen. We used equipment that was left over. Yeah, We used was, a leftover microphone. We there had, there like, there, yeah. there was a, the toilet had overflowed. There was yeah. P up, uh, pee wall. Yeah.
2: Reminds me of the yeah. champs, man. Yeah. Early days. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
3: But I came in, and one of our editors, a very nice young man. Great, great young man. Great young man. Great young man uh, had apparently decided to do a little online wanking. He had, he had uh, found some shit on the internet and decided it was time to whip it out and work it out.
2: And, and you he, walked in on him? I kind of walked in. Yeah. He walked. You walked past him.
3: Yeah. Do you remember this better than me? No, I know. I
2: remember all your stories.
0: Um, uh, you walked past him. Yeah. Pretended like you didn't see him. True. And to hear you tell it, you could see all kinds of ass and fire. Yeah,
3: because his pants were kind of pulled down. Yeah. Uh, you, you gave him it? an opportunity
2: kind of to dignify himself. In other words. I.
3: I you no. Know. Yeah, you what got are
0: you
2: but. Doing? You
0: pretended you didn't. I see I pretended him. I didn't see. Him. You got your bag and you it. said good night, name, name here, either. and either. he either. said all right, peace, Rusty. No, and went to shake your hand with the offending <laughs> hand.
3: Yeah, I, I, yes, <laughs> <laughs> what did you say? I just left. I didn't. see didn't. Anything. There was <laughs> nothing he
2: could say. What can you what, say? What about? I mean to the handshake.
3: I I, th- I think I passed on it. You
2: I did. You went ahead name. and passed on that. He <laughs> actually gave uh, it like a karate kick. Did you rat him out?
3: i told neil <laughs> but yeah, t- i mean
0: it wasn't and then me and dave were in the tough position of like do can you fire someone
2: for <laughs> jerking off? the answer is yes Do would you fire someone for <laughs> no but the, yeah. can you i believe it oh, is yeah, a fireable yeah. offense I, I, he could have shut the door i mean the door was open
0: yeah it was just it was, yeah, he wanted it to it get was caught he wanted to get caught probably
2: freaky as shit he probably wanted to, where's the craziest place you ever jerked off neil uh, the same place, Chappelle Show. <laughs> Literally in the yes. thigh print oh, of never. this person. Yeah, no, after I never. You, after I've never jerked the off
3: anywhere.
0: And yeah, and yeah. <laughs> in my office as soon as Rusty left. <laughs> yeah. yeah, after he told me the story. Uh, I don't think I've ever jerked off anywhere crazy. Nothing.
2: What no. about you, Rusty? You got any good anywhere ones? Crazy? Yeah.
3: Yeah. No. You know.
0: No. Cats rooms. are
2: boring. Yeah. Rooms. Yeah. Well,
0: I mean, yeah, yeah, yeah rooms. that is. <laughs> a work. Have you ever jerked <laughs> off at a workplace? Yeah.
1: No.
3: Jeez. Don't think I've jerked off.
2: What about you, Doug?
1: I have at work, yeah. <laughs> we're at
2: Doug's work, by the way. So that
0: hit a little
1: Try being an editor with the long hours.
2: <laughs> All right, Rusty, I quit th- judging. Th- not I here, though. Love no, love
1: not, not judging. Not, for, I've not jerked since off, I was like 19. Uh, uh, I jerked not not think... off to people that
3: I thought about who were at work.
0: Uh, yeah, yeah. That. yeah. That's a good one. I like work. how yeah. Doug's coming at this from the editor's point of view. Like, let's yeah. give him his thing. You know what?
2: People have to jerk off sometimes, and the hours are very long at this job. Shut the door.
3: There were long hours in Chappelle,
2: There sure were. That's for sure. Sure. I jerked off. My two top ones are I jerked off in a short, uh, the ye- short yellow bus. Like I was one Literally. of you were the short yellow I bus. I was on the short yellow Dude. bus and I was like bored and there was some hot retarded girl or something like that. And right I just on. jerked off. There and the go. other one is even worse. And you told her you were like petting an animal or something. What yeah, I was like, her? "It's candy. Touch, taste it." <laughs> um, the other one, which is even worse, was uh, no. The, there was no girl involved. I, just, I don't know why. I think I used to do it to do it, like to have crazy stories. The other worst one was this girl came to. <laughs> in case
0: you ever had a podcast, <laughs> yeah, just
2: in case. someday they'll invent podcasts and I'll be able to really put these to good use. This girl came to my school and we were making out in front of uh, the school. She was like, "Give me a hand job or How something." Old? I uh sixteen. And my grandma. Were you? Uh, did you have a? Could you grow a beard when you were sixteen? No. You
1: know it's not, not at all. It's not masturbating when a retarded person does it for you. <laughs> How? Ca- what is it? <laughs> or a girlfriend? What is it? It's like you do. You do it's it. Called oh, a hand job. I haven't Get finished my job. story. Okay. So I was getting like a
2: handjob from this girl, but but it was right after school. So my grandma picked me up. She was going to take me to therapy. She was going to take me to therapy, and I hadn't busted a nut yet. So I sat. My grandma picked me up, and I like put a jacket over my uh over my lap, and I sort of like slowly tried to uh, like slowly jerked off in the car in the front seat of the car with my grandma driving me to therapy.
0: <laughs> shut wow. it down. Just I think we end the podcast. Shut
2: the champs down later today. Exactly. Shut it down. That's terrible. So uh, so did you finish? Life. Wow. I Think I must have. Was it good? It must have been right. I mean, there's no jerking off like grandma front seat jerking off, right? I mean, that's a. Do, that's you, do you?
3: Do you sigh? Were you make some noise or anything?
2: Yeah. How did you? What oh, did I can. Like when you finish, I can come pretty silently. I can come like. I mean, little, everybody. Nope. <laughs> Hold on. Listen. Listen. Shh. <laughs> Just happened right there. Right off. fucked up shit. Yeah, it is. I mean, I was a kid. I was all emotionally disturbed back then and stuff. I had problems. Yeah, was that that was when you when you were yeah. using? Yeah, I was in state funded therapy. I mean, I was on my way to. Ther- I mean, I was fucked up. This guy's a real. I'm not doing jacking off the anti gripper? <laughs> no, that's that is Hope Worthing. <laughs> rest in peace, Grandma. Is that your that's your grandma's name? Yeah, Hope, oh, Hope Worthen. Hope Worthing. May you rest in peace. Uh,
0: yeah, I've never. Yeah, I, I'm not. I, I don't know. I, mean, I don't think I've ever jerked off any crazy certainly not in front of my grandma i got a hand job one time Never.
2: in family group at rehab like it was during family group and again jacket over the lap the girl reached over and gave me a hand job
0: with both of your families yeah. there everybody Christ. was there you only like fucking around family right? <laughs> that's the feeling i'm getting you're most comfortable when there's a family member you don't feel <laughs> safe right. you don't feel cared for <laughs> that's
1: about right you know one time i jacked off when i was driving. Oh yeah, Did you really? stuck in traffic. That's I was great. like eighteen, you know, and you're like, yeah. hormones are raging. Yeah, there's nothing like that, and that like, want, just, like, I got a fucking job. I'm oof. throbbing. I yeah. Had to do it. There's and another... then Some girls su- looked at me. Oh like, shit! Down deep into my seat. But you should have oh, puffed yourself up. Contact. They, they do. You
2: should have done now. a backwards uh, backbend uh, yoga style. It was like
1: bumper to bumper traffic, and I was bored, and yeah. I was like nodding off, and I was like, I should masturbate so, to stay awake. Exactly.
2: You were on on a freeway of some sort. I was on the. Congress
1: Freeway. Hey,
2: let's let the freeway (laughs) remain anonymous. Uh, It's an old trucker's trick. If you're driving, you're feeling sleepy. Pull your dick out. Start jerking it. Do not come. If you come, you're falling asleep, and you're you're dead. This is an old trucker's trick. (laughs) It is. I'm not kidding.
3: (laughs) I know this This is nothing but
0: an old trucker's (laughs) trick. Uh, Well, that goes to Roadhead. Okay. Uh, well that leads me to roadhead, which is uh have you have you, i would assume you 've gotten maybe your mother blew you or
2: something I like have you were driving? i have oh had ro- i have His had roadhead mother i uh, i have had roadhead uh yes and did you feel the No,
0: we 've all heard the stories of people crashing during roadhead, some famously uh Teddy prendergrass apparently <laughs> really yeah Apparently, the story goes that Teddy Pendergrass, the R and B singer from the seventies, early eighties, getting head. getting head. and you driving know driving down the road. And the punchline is apparently transvestite. Trans- you heard
3: transvestite. I heard transvestite.
0: That's hilarious because I did this, you hear? it happened in Philly. And according to the legend. This is, how, this is just two different sides of an urban legend. Yeah. Dr. J's wife. No way. That's what I heard. Nurse uh, J? <laughs> I
2: heard yeah.
0: transvestite. But yeah. Yeah, yeah, no. So they're both wrong? I'm actually happy to say that.
2: Dr. J <laughs> married a transvestite. <laughs> no, I'm you happy heard to it say here that first.
0: both of us are wrong. Because I didn't want to go on blast. putting. You know I don't want to put Dr. J's wife on I'm blast. i trying to put Nurse there. J on blast. Doug
2: Roadhead? Just Hand. But I did it wouldn't have crashed, because you know what a steely blue pimp I am when I ejaculate. It's just like nothing but a thing.
1: I think for safety concerns, I turned down Roadhead probably once a week. Is that right? Get wow. A lot of offers. Yeah. Right
3: yeah. Bravo, Doug. Yeah. Rusty? We appreciate that.
1: Uh, yeah, I've done
3: that. Yeah. 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 While the, texting? I've had the Roadhead, yeah. No, no, not while texting. Wait, you've I've done been,
2: it, or you've received it? I've received it. All right.
3: Well, the thing is, I, the reason I believe that guys crash
0: is because as you're finishing, you actually think, like, I could crash right now. I wouldn't even give a fuck. <laughs> it's so awesome. You're like, you know what? Fuck it. If I'm going to go out, let's do it
2: right. I've gotten roadhead, but I would find it. I don't think I have ejaculated. I think I would find it very difficult to do so, to focus really? enough on the blowjob to come. I think that'd be hard.
1: Great. Yeah. Just imagine your grandma's next. <laughs>
2: oh, I just oh. came right now. Yeah. Fuck, man! Right Why right do you, you do that? You know that's my secret. crazy style. <laughs> um, now, Rusty, the
0: other, my other anecdote of yours is now when when uh, Dave Chappelle went on Oprah. Yeah. Rusty was one of the. Ma- you were the probably the main director. You probably directed the most things. Uh, volume. I mean, you directed the "Blind White Supremacist" classic yeah. sketch. Yeah, good, uh,
3: good writing, by the way.
0: Thank you very much. um Good directing, also. Uh, like, push in on the on the kid with little sunglasses. That didn't come from me, Dave. Um, uh, and now, when Dave went on Oprah and he said that uh, he believes that there's cons- a conspiracy to put black dudes in dresses, I believe that the origin of that came from Rusty.
2: Well, the
3: origin didn't come from me.
2: <laughs> well, the, you were the
0: one who told Dave the story.
3: Well, I told everyone the story. <laughs>
0: Right. <laughs> well, you told like four dudes in Dave's office one day, right? Having no idea that you were planting a seed. Oh, uh, about a previous example, yes. so that when Give Dave a, tell the
3: my, if you wouldn't mind telling that story. Oh, okay. Well, this, the story uh, was or is, uh, and I gotta I gotta, I gotta get the names right because I. I because it wasn't Ted Lange, but I said it was Ted Lange. It I was, but it, it wasn't was, Ted Lange? I, uh, there's, there's two guys, I can't remember whose, whose thing it was, but here, here's, here's the the basic of it, uh, because I'm, I'm forgetting one of the names now. Uh, a, a, an actor friend of mine, who who were name, remained nameless so that he doesn't have to deal with this yeah. shit in case it comes up, um, told me a story that Ted Lange had said back when he was on the love boat that uh one day he came into they they had written a scene and he had they wanted him to be in a dress in some episode and his thing was he wasn't going to wear a dress because hollywood tries to put black men in dresses to to demoralize them and he had a lot of examples right. of different you know people that have put on a dress and gone on to great success right Eddie and just on and on. There's right. there's tons of them. Martin Lawrence, he, you know. There's, right. there's no lack of you know. Most famously, who's who who's really embraced the whole concept and makes the concept totally believable. Tyler Perry. Oh sure, absolutely. So you got to believe when it now. you told that. Okay. Well, Tyler Perry wasn't even on the radar then. No, he absolutely. Probably heard. Dave, talk about it and, and just grabbed onto it. <laughs> Can I you just? Know what? Ask you, I'm
2: going to make it. <laughs> yeah, I know. Exactly. Can I ask you a clarifying question? <laughs> sure. Um, do you think that what Tyler Perry is doing is he's in fact embraced and empowered himself within a racist white trope in Hollywood, or is there a thing within black sort of comedy culture of drag?
3: I, you know, I don't think there is that much. I don't. I don't from what I know of black comedy culture drag is not a uh, uh, a mainstay mm-hmm. now I do know if you look back probably to uh, uh, you know kind of step and fetch it days when 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 you're doing the kind of the old kind of coon shows and all that that
0: that's my heyday i used to write heyday, those i'm yeah. sure he fucks with coon shows oh, he actually know. has an alert on his tivo coon <laughs> shows. Coon shows are coming. yay <laughs> but
3: you know but that that's when basically just like vaudeville men did everything mm-hmm. comedic so they would they would play the woman right. they would play the guy um but you know so i i you know i don't i don't necessarily think that that uh, yeah, I, I think yeah, yeah I, think I mean
0: i you know my theory is that every comic base pretty much every comic black and white plays a woman i have played a woman have you i have uh yeah. i never have uh but i'm also not a successful actor um I but, played a woman, but, but but no one's seen it right um and yeah you so you you as a black guy you can dress as a woman and still Remain invisible,
2: but when in that Chappelle tells the story, oh, sorry, no, okay, I didn't mean okay. to derail your story. I'll
3: give you the rest of the story. So here, here. So this is what happened. So, uh, the, the story was that they wanted him to wear this dress in some scene on the thing, and and uh, this is Ted Lange on Ted the love Lange boat. Ted Lange on the love boat, and uh, he just refused to wear this thing because he he said, you know, it's just they just try and do it to To kind of cut your balls off. Yeah. So he said he told him no. There's no fucking way I'm doing this. And then like one day he comes into his dressing room and the dress is just hanging there. <laughs> and He's like, what the fuck, you know. He, <laughs> there's a burning cross underneath, underneath it. it. Yeah, yeah. So he takes the dress and he and he marched to the producers and he's like, what the fuck is this? And they're like, okay, okay, don't you you don't have to wear it on the show, but but just put it on. For Shut somebody. up. So that's the story. Didn't, now, not okay. Ted Ted says it was actually Ron Glass that it happened to, and that though he was, they did try to put him in a dress on the show. It, it was a kimono, just <laughs> <which is> slightly <laughs> different. But, uh, but the story still stands. So I that thought, was the when you story. when you told the story the first time. I I, 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 I didn't know the Ron Glass part. Okay. so it was just well, I Ted think Lange. you
0: said that Ted Lange had 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 fucked one of the producers' wives. Oh, I don't even remember. I don't, I, or maybe that. I filled that in. I
3: think
2: maybe I was maybe your, filled that in. Your this is own the urban Fantasy. legends no, I episode of the uh, Sun. Yeah, but
3: but it, but Ted definitely did say that. You know, he was probably getting more more uh, male from females than anyone else on the show, which isn't hard to imagine when you look, you got fucking Gopher, you got Captain yeah. Stubing. I mean, not a lot yeah. of hunks on that show. He was probably only the only one that looked like he was you know, swinging some decent dick.
2: <laughs> <A lot> of, <laughs> I like the sound of
0: that.
3: Uh, okay. Yeah, and then I'm th- assuming you can say that on this. Mm-hmm. Oh, you yeah, can. Yeah,
2: sure can. Way yeah. beyond. Yeah, that's the <laughs> least. I just that's jerked that's off in least. front of my grandma. If you recall. Oh, that's right. <laughs> yes, of course.
0: Um, okay. So, so those are the the some of the anecdotes that I love of Rusty's because uh, that because Dave then took that and was like made it into this big thing and now I'm going to say the Roots have in their contract on Fallon that they will
2: not wear a dress. <laughs> Literally, like, because it's such a thing now. It's possible. I'm not saying I believe the story. I I, and I believe, and it makes it makes a lot of logical racist sense that you would the most masculine uh, feared uh, man in America that the white man would want to you know emasculate and de threatenize. It makes sense. I hate conspiracies. Uh huh. So I I think
0: they're. I've talked about it on the show before. I hate them. I think they take everyone off the hook. You go. I'm not. The reason I'm not making it is because of the Bilderbergs. Or because the Illuminati, it explains. The right. Illuminati
3: is so real, dude. Yeah, it mm-hmm.
0: it, explain, it just lets everyone off the hook who believes in it. It's like, well, I would, except that the fucking the Rothschilds aren't going to
2: let that happen. Oh, let's leave the Rothschilds out of this. Um, well, today is. September
3: 11th. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. If you heard. You, you've heard the new news.
2: What's the new news?
3: Well, the new news that that, that uh, some reporter has found is that Bush knew even more about. Yeah, that
2: was the in the th- Times today. Uh, he yeah, really knew about. It. He, oh, well, it, was it was in was, the it, New York Times today.
0: It was. Yeah, it oh. was in the Times. The guy basically said, like, the there was the memo, the big smoking gun memo from August 6, 2001, was. In, in Bush's daily brief, it said Bin Laden's uh, poised to strike in America.
3: Yeah, he definitely intends on striking America. That's August 6th.
0: So they knew that. That got released from the 9-11 commission. Apparently, what this guy said was, I've seen classified documents – that was the tip – that was like the final one. They had been getting warnings
3: all summer. Right.
2: That's not difficult and, and, to believe and, 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 at all. And, and, no, it's not difficult not, to believe it well, at all. Well, plus
3: he, he was to- totally focused on Saddam Hussein already. Right. That was like his mission when he got into office. Yeah. Was well, that's what a they said, with that with they were too
0: – he was too focused on Saddam Hussein uh-huh. to give a shit about – Right, uh, Islamic terrorists. But there's a big leap
2: between that and he knew, in fact, and that on September 11th, I November. don't
0: believe that he. I don't believe it was an inside job. I also don't believe he let it happen, or any of that. Did you see? Well, I that, don't know.
2: They let it happen, but it sounds like he was asleep at the wheel. No, absolutely, and I'll give you wearing that.
3: Wearing a dress.
2: <laughs> <laughs> if and if there's one thing that makes teacher. me angry, it's to see a white man in a dress. It just just makes they me crazy. Put in dresses, <laughs> they <laughs> sure do. What about you, Rusty?
3: No, I'm not a conspiracy theorist, but my my, but I do believe that some sh- fucked up shit happens. Sure, yeah, like, you know there's there is fucked up shit that happens that gets covered up, and the problem is with the fake stupid conspiracies, and it, it causes everything that should be examined to fall into one pile. I so. Right. Mm. Something may come along, and I say it to you, and you go, All this shit is just crazy. I I say this to Neil.
0: Yeah,
2: no, that reminds me of that video that you sent me, Neil, about AIDS in black America. Where they yeah. were talking about. I mean, it
0: wasn't. I didn't send like. He to it's me, not, but it wasn't like it was a front line.
2: Right, it was on PBS. It wasn't. And like it was. And days like... in Africa, the <laughs> basketball player. <laughs> no, that's a different episode. But it was about the fact that uh, there was a lot of difficulty convincing Black America to go get tested for uh, HIV or to go take the the medication for HIV because there was history in the Southern Black community of some crazy. Do you know about this? Oh, yeah, the Tuskegee, Tuskegee yeah, experiment? Yeah, yeah, right. yeah.
3: Well, I, that's the prime example of how fucked up shit could be. And if you heard it, you'd kind of go, "There's no way that happened." Right, but right. it, but it did. It was they were testing uh, syphilis, I think, yeah, in, yeah, syphilis, yeah, syphilis, in, in and trying to see, and they were infecting people with it. They right, were they were infecting th-
0: black people who live near Tuskegee, Alabama. Right.
2: With this, and I don't know, even know if they paid them. No, I, and I don't even think I don't even know if they knew about they it. They didn't know. They told them that they were coming to get treated or to get a immunity, and right. in fact, what they were getting was infected with it. And then they would study they them would to study see it. the effects of syphilis. And so what it, what it created was a very reasonable di- uh, distrust s- distrust yeah. of the medical, uh, the white medical sure. community. Sure. And so by the time thirty f- years later, AIDS rolls around, people are like, I'm not going yeah. to not get.
3: Follow for that shit. <laughs>
0: Yeah. <laughs> well, well that's you. what I don't like about <laughs> conspiracies. Is that it makes dumb people. And I'm not saying the the people that didn't get AIDS tests were dumb. I'm Just saying it makes dumb people feel like they're smart. Like I'm not falling for that again. I right. I fell
3: for the moon landing once. You ain't tricking me again. Well, I, I think the pro the 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 issue, and I don't know. Did you guys apparently get this deep on this show? I thought that, it, that no, of did. course, yeah. But I think the issue is that when when Anybody has to look at shit for themselves. So any time that you just kind of go, oh, this person said that and that I'm going to go with that, then you're in trouble. You have right. to fucking dig right. like two or three layers down, especially nowadays when the internet and all these crazy bogus-ass sites that... Put up all kind of nonsense. You don't know what the fuck they're saying. Well,
0: whenever there's a doc, whenever there's a sidebar with a, doc, a guy in a lab coat, you know it's a bogus
1: site. Oh yeah, He's moving around <laughs> and saying yeah. hey, he's like yeah. waving at you. What it's do you guys bo- feel that's, about like the anti? It seems like there's almost like an anti-Obama conspiracy going on. Well, not that I necessarily believe. Seems that, like. That, yeah. but I was thinking. <laughs> I mean, uh, define conspiracy, but I mean, it's like. Right, we were talking about this before we started, but but yeah, no, it's, I was, But, it's well, like, the, but looked, I think it's I think it's
0: Republicans are the sorest losers of all time, and I think that they, it's the same way that they said Clinton killed Vince Foster, right? Uh, Vince Foster, uh, his legal counsel, committed suicide, and then they said they so Clinton killed Vince Foster. Him and Hillary had shady dealings. They vilified Hillary for fifteen years, and now it turns out. Oh, she's not a fucking... She's like a decent woman and a great secretary of state. Or at At least a good (laughs) secretary.
2: Well, I was thinking this week that you know everybody was claiming when Obama got elected like, "Ah, this is the great proof text that racism in America is over, and in fact, it sort of seems like it's proven the opposite it's like a you know, black dude can't be pres- it isn't a monumental colossal yeah. thing that a black guy oh. is pregnant okay. is president, pregnant is president, but it also is like he can't be president without being a Muslim a socialist a not a not an american a i mean just everything possible
3: it i i'm sure I've mentioned this to you before in some of my musings but my pendulum theory, the pendulum theory of the world, no. that shit, shit always swings. And you're always looking for it to go to the middle, but it never goes to the middle. So if Obama gets elected, if a black person gets elected, the equal and opposite action is going to happen. It's all those people right. that are pissed off about and it's get, and and the world goes like that. It's it's
0: you funny, can it see almost it all it the all, time. I think what we're saying is it rejuvenated racism. A hundred
1: percent. I think there's a, a lot of white well, white uncles out there on Facebook saying, Hey, I voted for him four years ago and look what happened. No, there's no way I'm voting for him again. But <laughs> truth the guy is, they voted They never voted for him in the first place. They're just I saying think they did.
3: What's interesting to me, because I'm living in Toluca Lake now and I and during the last election, four years ago, my bumper sticker, my Obama bumper sticker got spray painted on my on the back of my car. And I'm like, okay, you know, I thought Republicans were supposed to be the the. They you, love
0: America. Yeah, we love America, an and we're we're you.
3: all about the uh, law and order. But they, if you remember that election, there was more cr- criminal activity. I mean, not like guns and stuff. Chicanery, but broken Chicanery. windows, and yeah. in, in, in yeah. uh, campaign headquarters, yeah. the girl who spray painted her face. And, in fact, right, Gabby, said Gifford, that, you know, yeah, Gabby Giffords.
0: Yeah, Gabby Giffords got uh, got. She got a brick through her window before right, she got shot. Exactly, yeah.
3: and I, and I see more of that stuff coming from the Republican Tea Party conservative yeah. side than I see, do from the Democratic side, where they say that we're all a bunch of heathens and yeah. you know, you really law, think Godless, so? Godless, lawless, lawless yeah. people. Yeah.
2: Do you agree? Do you think that, that the people on the left are less immature and d- d- you know destructive? I in think they're way? I
0: think that they're I think people on the left are more hysterical. Yeah. Uh in a in a way that's completely uh, people on the left would rather feel sorry for themselves and do nothing. They'd rather go like Bush is Hitler. Uh-huh. And then they just
1: go like he's Hitler. I don't know, man. The right right now with the anti-Obama stuff is No, no, no. A equal.
0: I agree, they're but they're active.
1: But they yeah, but right. they go out. But that's, that's hysterical. I'm is and but I'm not
0: I'm saying they're hysterical in in I think the left is hysterical in service of feeling bad for themselves whereas the right is hysterical. And we'll go, like, we need to sh- change voter laws. We right. need to do this so that shit nev- this shit never happens again.
2: Right. That is true. They're a, they're, I think a, dia- a more diabolical machine. And I think probably the uh, left would be a more diabolical machine, but we don't have any idea how to be effective. We just, we just don't know. Yeah, we, no, we we're we too feckless. And, I,
0: again, the left would rather feel sorry for themselves. Right. That's their favorite thing because
2: that's the ultimate liberal thing. It's
0: like the world is so unfair and try as I might – I'm not trying that hard – I can't make the world any better. I, because I'm most satisfied when I feel bad for myself.
2: Rusty, what do you what are you the most proud of that you've done uh in the entertainment industry? No, just in general. How about that? Uh, you want to explain yourself?
3: I, yeah, I do. Uh, as a matter of fact. Yeah, you know, I don't know. There it, from a from a from a uh entertainment standpoint, I would say the two things I'm probably most what's well, hard to say. Fear of a Black Hat I'm very proud of. Tales from the Hood I'm very proud of. Some of the work I did with uh, Chappelle and those guys and Neil included, I'm very proud. Thanks. So, yeah, no, I, I honestly, I think those, you know, those are the things that when I when I meet people, they they made an impact. You know, years ago when I was just uh, I was doing stand up and acting, I was an actor for a, a long time, and I was on soap opera. I was on Days of Our Lives for about a year. You played. I played Theo Carver, Abe Carver's son, friend of Bo and Hope.
2: Oh, you knew Bo? <laughs> <laughs>
1: yes.
3: Friend of Did you Bo get, and Hope. I would
2: hang out with Bo. And Did you get murdered or murdered? anything at the end I of the run? I got fucking
3: murdered, yeah. Did
2: you ever Murced. get brought back? You huh? got straight murked? I got You got murked straight murked man. on Days of Our Lives, son? I got took out. They got Theo. <laughs> Yo, they got Theo. His motherfucking sand fell Yo through heart. the hourglass. <laughs> <laughs> they fucked me up. But, uh, but th- the weird thing was, like, being on
3: that show... <laughs> Because soap fans are so fucking fanatical. I would say my first episode aired a day later. I'd walk down Hollywood Boulevard and people would be like, ah, they'd be pointing and screaming and acting weird. And I couldn't enjoy any of it when I'd go places and people would see me. And, you know, why didn't you enjoy it? Because I knew it was bullshit. It it was like I'm on a fucking soap opera. We're chasing cocaine drug lords in the middle of a Midwestern town. Sounds fun. That somehow has a port. <laughs> this sounds like a
0: great show. <laughs> you
1: know, like, Days of Our Lives about chasing cocaine lords. Oh, it's yeah, about no, everything. It was,
3: it, was, it was just bizarre. I mean, Shannon Tweed was on there with me, you know, Gene Simmons. Before wife.
0: she was porn star or after?
3: Uh, this was, I guess, after. I don't, I didn't know she did porn, but uh, <laughs> this was after. I know she did some nudes. spreads. Back then but,
0: you could do porn and no one would, would know because the no, there was, was no internet. Yeah, Can no you
2: internet? imagine Imagine the writers' room at a soap opera just like—I don't know. What do you think? Fucking does Bo Bo's gay? Bo comes back to yeah, like they're they just, just so beleaguered well, one, one, and is tired. that the
0: one where one woman wrote most of it? Like she just she wrote like no a-
3: we, we we had we had some writers but they, they you know they had their their main uh, story editors and stuff but uh, there there were a few writers there but the thing about soaps from an acting standpoint what actually made them hard was when you're doing the show every day. And the show moves at a slow pace because they have to make sure that every woman that missed it on Wednesday can stay in the loop. So I, I'd always say, you know, the, the scripts would be like this. Like if I, I was – my lines would be, hey, on Monday I'd go, hey, you know what I want to do? I want to kill Neil. And then on Tuesday I'd go, you know Neil? I want to kill him. <laughs> and then on Wednesday, I'd go, Neil, that's who I want to kill. And that shit would go on for like a month. <laughs> when do you
2: kill Neil? So We're so it's like very, 24. This one is a month, cliffhanger for us.
3: One month, you you talk about the person you're going to kill, and then then you kill them. One day, finally, you kill them. And then the very next day, you go, you know what I did yesterday? I killed Neil. Then the day after that, you go, a couple days ago. Then I did, a, month, you know, and a month later, <laughs> guess
2: what? A Neil's not dead. Yeah. Yeah, that's yeah,
3: exactly. It's fucking slow. It so it was just so... It was inane to me.
2: Well, that's what's
0: We're funny is when you me. get when you get famous. Do you believe that actors get famous, and it's like the least? It's so dumb that they get famous. For some people,
3: yeah. I mean, you know, if if someone is truly a great actor, I yeah. mean, you know, they're doing awesome roles. And there's a
0: very small amount. Yeah, no,
3: there's. <laughs> yeah, you could count them like on yeah. hand practically. Um, then, sure. I mean, I mean. And and I understand the concept of fame and everything, but it's to me, it's like I just get no joy out of being recognized for something that I think is bullshit. So back to your initial question, what am I proud of? When someone comes up and they they reference Chappelle or they reference Fear or Tales or something like that that I think has some value and makes some kind of social commentary because that's the kind of shit that I like to do. If it's just, you know... That's the was, shit that
2: you like? That's the shit that shit you that do that like. Shit that fucking like. Was, little uh, little <laughs> was, um, was Fear of a Black Hat the first hip-hop spoof? No, I don't think it was.
3: I mean, it was and wasn't. Um, we were neck and neck with CB4, right. which was Chris Rock's thing. And did
0: that come Which came out first?
3: It came out first. Though we you did could or have they did? In, it came out first, though we could have came out first we could have come out first. We could have been first. <laughs> could have done come out. <laughs> yeah, we could have done that. Um, but we were with a small company who was afraid of the power of Universal. I yeah. think that's who CB4 was. Yes. And, and their attitude was, no, CB4 will come out, and then I'll give everybody an appetite for this kind of thing. Uh-huh. And you know, no disrespect to Chris, but it, it kind of killed an appetite for that sort of Interesting. thing. It was like, I just wasn't that great of a film, CB4. Oh, CB4, yeah, yeah. yeah. And so by the when we put fear out everyone kind of the audience initially looked at it as well CB4 was a big motion picture with stars in it that cost right. a lot of money and yours is a tiny little film with nobody in it how could it possibly be money? what was
0: the story getting the money
3: uh, we did a 20 minute short that we uh, you know kind of did at Compton cable, <laughs> literally shot it at Compton cable. Yeah, we shot it around, and I edited it at Compton cable cable because I had a friend who who was doing some show out there, and so you know it, it cost like six hundred bucks. We did twenty minutes. Um, <laughs> Compton it was,
0: cable. What what is
3: that? Uh, Compton cable public uh, public access cable you know and it only went to compton yeah (laughs) Yeah, was it it all of la well you know back when the cable stations first started they had that thing where you had to do something for the public yeah yeah so there were all these weird (laughs) shows we
2: had soul beat in oakland oh i'm sure soul beat was the name of the network Really, and there was a host named Night Doggy who was literally, a <laughs> literally a a wino from the streets, like Very literally nice. just a drunken like crackhead, like hey, me Night Doggy, and he would just play these crazy ghetto hip hop videos and then take calls. I mean, he was the best, but and,
1: that's a shame that they don't do that anymore. It was great. Yeah,
3: I, I, actually, there was all kind of weird stuff. There was the, the uh, some white lady that used to stick uh, uh, sparklers in her tits. And they would sparkle. That was in New York. Surprise! Oh, didn't that, that was
0: uh, yeah. That was uh, yeah. That you know was, what I'm well, talking about. Channel 35 in New York. Cape is like famous. They would just run porn commercials after 12:30. So when I'd go to visit my brother, I was jerking off around my brother. Yeah, uh, I like Moses. the sound of that. Ooh, family that. masturbation. <laughs> now we're talking. Uh, no, but that was <laughs> a
2: big a deal. Bad. Like it was the best. If you grew up in New York and just like. Uh, yeah well just those of you listening at home you should go is it on netflix fear of a black hat you know i don't know well, I, can, I don't find, watch my own shit find fear of a black hat and watch it it's such a it's f- got good the, movie what's the What's the famous line from it wear your hat or no the uh, the, the, the the
0: uh this the, is like uh this one? is like a, me and you playing the newlywed game and you don't remember <laughs> don't any don't of remember our it. any of our secrets oh, the, <laughs> um, oh
3: the, whole thing, the difference between a bitch and a hoe yeah oh uh, uh a bitch, uh, well, a hoe fucks everyone, a bitch fucks everybody but you. you That's, That's a famous line. <laughs> but it was like
0: the indie version of CB4, sort of. Yeah.
3: It was an indie version of CB4, but it, it more it was the it was the hip hop version of Spinal Tap, which right. I don't think CB4 to me does not rise right. to Spinal Tapian standards. I won't, I wouldn't, you know, say I, yeah, I no, humbly
0: would say that Fear does that yeah. but it's closer than CB4. And it was, because that was also the time no one was doing mockumentaries. Yeah, no one was like, doing there mockumentaries. Was the, there was Final happened, and there were none. There was zero. Un- basically until that. I mean, yeah. not um, pretty much. It was like yeah, the Albert know, Brooks show in real life, and then, yeah, but like the idea that now everything is a documentary.
3: Everything is. Everything. everything. Every yeah. TV show has people talking <laughs> to the camera. There's
0: a story. What have you learned in your time since you uh, moved to L.A.?
3: since i've moved what what there. can what would you like tell me.
0: that what what Jesus what are like Christ, rusty's man. 3 Pieces advice, of advice. Three pieces
3: of advice to whom? To a young, uh, to, the 20,
0: to, the to the white community, to the
2: white dress-wearing community. To back 20? off,
3: honky. That would be number one. Honky, you went back into the
2: con- yes. went into the I went I went into the
0: Jefferson. Jefferson. for that, yeah, yeah. George Jefferson. Now on. I understand why they why they
2: uh, why they
0: why they graffitied uh, your Obama bumper uh,
2: He
1: called me a honky. It, it said, Obama,
0: back off, honky. Back off, honky. Obama's here. Back off, honky. <laughs> um, what do you? Uh, yeah, yeah, what do you what do you think? What would you tell like a twenty three year old black kid who wanted to make movies?
3: Oh shit. I mean now, just go make a fucking movie. Yeah. Go go get a cam- get the get whatever camera, capture some images at Best Buy and shoot the shit and edit it on you know, edit it on uh on a laptop or whatever you got, post that shit on YouTube. Do you and make find it that good? as
0: an adult and a guy who's worked with actual cameras and crews and stuff, do you find yourself less apt to be willing to do that shit?
3: No, I do that shit. Yeah. Yeah, I sh- I shoot stuff uh on my own and you know, I help other people shoot stuff. I mean, you know, it it's a creative pursuit as much as anything and and you know, I do okay. I make enough money to feed people and all that kind of stuff, but
2: there's not your family, of, yeah, but yeah. People, not, uh, people <laughs> other people. Uh, <laughs> I make enough money to buy a dress every uh, now and, every and now right? then. You know?
3: <laughs> but but you know, there's a lot of other shit you can do if you really just want to make money. Right. There's a lot of better shit to do if you really just want to make money. I mean, most of the people I know making a lot of money aren't even in this fucking industry.
1: Oh I, yeah, what are they doing?
3: They're doing all. They're they're in business usually. Or, or they're uh, in the market in some kind of way. But most of them are in business. They either own a business or they've started a business. I mean, but they're not, they're not performers. I, I mean, not to say that performers can't make right. good cash – but you have a much better chance making good cash.
0: Well, starting, that's a, all right, that know. brings up the interesting question, which is if you if you try to, at it's a better be point, Why did would
1: you, f- you be friends with someone that's not in the industry?
0: <laughs> <laughs> uh, why uh, where would you, I fucking? Like, well, like, how, how do you, you find doing? these people? Uh, yeah. When you decide, when you were like chiefly an actor, yeah. and then you decided like I'm gonna be, I'm gonna write and direct. Did that feel like? Was it strictly to become? a successful actor It was it writing and directing for its own sake because I feel like some of these people feel like well I'm not is it like do you consider yourself a, a, a not a success as an actor
3: uh, no I don't think I consider myself not a success as an actor I consider I, I kind of look at it as in I said you know where are my strengths and and how can I do what I want to do and be happy right so to me six, you know, success is more about can I eat can I provide and can I be happy doing what right. I want to do? So uh, as an actor and as a stand-up, by the right. way, um, I, I kind of assessed things like years and years ago when I started writing. I said, okay, I'm an okay actor, and I'll probably be able to be an okay actor for a long fucking time. Right. And I'm a decent stand-up. I wasn't a phenomenal stand-up, right. but I could make people laugh. And you know, if, that's, if I wanted to keep doing that talent wise from the people that I knew that I was better than, I'd be able to still make money doing that now. Yeah. If 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 I but I was like, am I ever gonna be prior or, or, you know, who is. But right. you know what I'm saying. Am I, I going to get to that Moshe level? Kasher. Am I going to be at Murphy? Am I going to be Moshe? <laughs> <laughs> I'm not white enough, but, yeah. if, but No one is. No one.
2: Is. Um, I'm the whitest comedian in Hollywood. <laughs> <laughs> Few are. Some have tried.
3: Uh, you got to age. You got to age, man. Gotta, hey, man. So, but yeah, I just kind of looked at it like that and I said, you know, where, where can I be creative and, and have the most fun? And, and it was kind of like that. That's how I started writing. It was just to gain control because, you know, as an actor, you're always looking for someone to say, okay, you can act now.
2: Right, and, right. But you know i We yeah. permit you to act now. They they're
0: only they can unlock the cage Exactly. that they keep you in. That is like most of LA I find it's just like frozen and waiting for right. someone to come Some and, say, and then you tap be, them. And, Yeah.
2: You become a director and you build your own cage. You you build your
3: own cage.
0: <laughs> a different <laughs> kind of
2: cage. It's bigger kind of cage. with different limitations. Yeah. yeah,
3: or a writer and you you, you write cages or yeah. you know, what what well, haven't you done?
2: It? What haven't you done that you feel you really truly want to do? I mean, I don't mean project-wise. I mean, like sort of career arc-wise. What's a thing that you wish you've done and you have? You still have a, a big goal. Oh
3: yeah, uh, yeah. I, I haven't done a movie that I think is really as important as I want a movie to be. And I know mm. that sounds kind of silly, but no, not at all. Um, I like, I said, I like doing things that affect people. One of my favorite things that happened after I did tales from the hood uh there's a there's a, a one of the stories in there with david allen greer who plays a uh, a wife beater and a child beater and he's beating up his kid and and his character's name is chris brown folks <laughs> folks <laughs> folks oh, come on how's the funny get in there? this is nothing to me um but he he's just a he's just an evil guy and uh, my concern was, you know, th- this little kid who's his son ends up at the end using uh, uh, yeah, the, supernatural it's, yeah, it's, stuff it's, it's, to kill. It's David actually Allen a gr- I
0: like that movie. You're in that. Yeah. It's a The Tales from the Hood is three shorts, three minute movies. thereabouts. Yeah. there's a smart uh, an anthology. Don't kill it. Is I is haven't it like seen it. Show? I'm gonna go home and watch it. It is, is like it's it's show, actually, yeah. you would probably. No, it's it. I. It's it's fucking good. And Clarence Williams III is in it. And Clarence it's Williams III is unbelievably Great. Is it like
1: Tales from the Crypt? Tales from
3: the Crip, but socially oriented.
0: So, is there
1: like a little weird guy in a basement coming out of No, a there's box? no that there's shit. Clarence Williams III. <laughs> no Crip Master. No Crip Keeper. Yeah, oh, there's he, a Crip Master. The it's the Hood <laughs> dog. He's the Undertaker. Tales from the Crips.
3: But that segment, uh, when we showed it, I was always worried that I was treating the subject matter of uh, wife abuse and child abuse kind of too lightly. Yeah. And there were some women at one of the screenings that that we had. That They said, oh, no, we I, we work with kids and women who have – they worked at, like, one of these shelters that kids come to. And she said, no, it's totally cathartic because they get to live out their hatred for the people that have done this to them. Right. Said, it's actually a good thing. And then the final th- – uh, the other thing, uh, one that was in there that we had this gang member – who was shooting up, you know, he was a black gang member, so obviously he was shooting up other black people in gangs. Of course, what else is he going to do? Yeah, he ends ends up locked up in a a cell opposite a white supremacist who basically thanks him for helping him do his job. Right. And there's more to it than that. It gets a lot deeper than that. But uh, I've had people who were in gangs come up to me and said that really fucking opened my eyes and huh. totally changed me. That's the kind of shit that I like. Right. So I want to do another I, there's other stories that I'd like to tell that could be as yeah. interesting but it's hard to get those kind of stories done yeah, now. They're, right. yeah, no one are. gives a fuck about that yeah. shit anymore. Uh, are you MCG? No, nah,
0: <laughs> I'm not. Uh, <laughs> as a guy who's slightly older than us, what do you what do you, what advice uh, you brought up the word happiness yeah I'm more interested in that now than I've ever been. What do you think is helpful in terms of that? Being a happy person.
3: Ah, uh, Jesus. You got to... Hopefully you're doing something that you like to do. Right. And and you you have to learn to not beat yourself up about shit. Right. I think that's probably the biggest thing. Especially, especially with... Uh, well, I might be generalizing. But all the comics that I know have shit. That's usually why you become a comic. Right. You got some shit that you're dealing with. And I think you tend to, at least I tend to, it's like I will relive negative shit more than I will relive over positive shit. Over and over shit. and over, yeah. It's like oh, for the sure. other day I was driving, I was like, that shit happened like 20 years ago I said that uh-huh. to this person. <laughs> and I'm still driving and kicking myself in the head for it. Yeah. Why am I doing that? And, and it's like, you have to. you have to learn how to say, okay, well, What's the good shit that I did, or what you know? Yeah. what's good in my life? Well, that's like and that it book, sounds yeah. corny, but it's no. True.
0: That's I. That's what I told you. That book to read ten minute toughness. I got it actually. Yeah, and it's about and uh, I made Blake read it, and Blake was like, "It's fucking excellent." Like I every I trial everyone to read. It. Know, what's it called? Ten minute ten minute toughness. toughness. But uh-huh. that's one of the things in it was uh, it's you. It's be aware of your soft talk, like yeah. and it's so much of your self uh, you talk. Self talk. Self oh, self talk. Self talk. Yeah, sorry. Uh, self talk. It's so much of it is negative
2: that when you become aware of it, you're like, What, is he right.
0: Right. Like, so what are you doing? Right. Like, what are you doing? It's to Like yourself? the old
2: adage. Like, if any one of my friends talked to me the way I talk to me, I would stop being friends with them yeah. immediately. Right, right. Yeah. But well, I hang that's, out I'm with sure me every sure You every heard day. that in recovery. Right. Oh, I did. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, that's right.
0: But I now call negative self talk. It's like seeing a swarm of bees outside and be like hey guys i'm gonna open the window and just
2: like let these things come in and fucking <laughs> tear a- just tear it. away at me it's a it's a crazy thing that we are as a peop- as a human race we are victims of our, <laughs> we are largely victims of our own brain and we yeah. just allow our brain to basically have control over us when we could try to take uh, some control yeah, over that brain th- and even, and
0: you know how hard it is because that's what kind of what meditation is yeah it's so fucking hard i focus on it all the time and the most i get is like maybe 10 minutes in my body <laughs> yeah where that's not brain based and it's it's god damn it it's the hardest thing in the world but it is but the moments that you're in your body again queer as fuck um is so much better than being in your brain. Because when you realize, you realize, like, I'm just suffering in my brain. That's well,
2: all I'm doing. I think there's a differentiation to make between being in your brain and, and be, being the victim of your brain. It's not like you're not thinking. Mm-hmm. Whatever thing observes your brain talking shit to yourself is is still your brain. You're still right. there. It's just it's another part of you that's obser- – who's it's observing? It's kinder it? part of your brain. That's right.
0: But you can also – but the kind part can shut it all down. Right. In a way, the kind can be like, all right – Close it. I'm closing. the I'm like roping this off.
2: Right. We're going downstairs. <laughs> well, um, I, I, have, I, have, Russ, I have a friend that says it's a movie playing in your head, and you can choose to watch it or not. Yeah, that's exactly right. That's true.
0: And that's funny that you're older than us and still are are having old conversations from twenty. And I don't Dude, think it probably you probably ever you, ends.
3: you, it, you it, it doesn't. And in fact, I think when it, when I was doing stand up, I had a bit, and I can't remember how it went, but it was kind of like. You know how as you get older, you go, oh, man, when I was 20, when I was you get 25, you go, man, that shit I did at 20 was like, I was so stupid. And it's like, do you get to 90 and go, God, at 85, I was fucking moron. (laughs) 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 And
2: on that positive note, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, Rusty Kunda, everybody. Oh, it's You're
0: been so man. much fun. Today. What a, You're, a good man. You're being sarcastic, but I think you enjoyed no, I, yourself. No, I did. I enjoyed myself. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Thanks
2: yeah. For, It's thanks.
3: lovely talking to people about their masturbation.
2: <laughs> <laughs> and we got philosophical and racial, socio political. We had a good time, Rusty. Thank you for coming in. Thank you much.